0: Pro, this is Payments Radio, the show for and about the payments industry, covering news, interviewing experts, and talking about all the ways the world pays. This week, we bring you an episode focusing on the debate between e-wallets or online banking, where I'll be talking with two super successful disruptive LPMs in Europe with very different propositions. Trustily using the old-fashioned online banking way and Satispay the super hip wallet way, but nevertheless, still both disruptors in what they do. I'm Megan Johnson, your host of Payments Radio, and today I am joined by Alberto Damaso, CEO and co-founder of SatisPay, Kieran O'Malley, VP of Partnerships at Trustly, and Jose Martinez from PPRO, who manages the Payment Networks team in the EMEA region. Welcome, everyone.
1: i Hi, Megan. I'm Megan.
0: Great. So let's kick off with Alberto. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and Satispay?
2: Yeah, of course. So it's a pleasure to be here, Megan. I founded Satispay in 2013 with Dario Brignone, which is uh, my co-founder and our CTO, and later joined by Samuela, which uh, is the general manager of our e-money institution. And what Satispay is, is an independent payment network, independent from debit and credit card. And uh, we directly connect to the consumers and the merchant bank account, try to create a more efficient payment solution for everyday payment. It all started from the need of creating something that even Italian merchant will be happy to accept for small amount transactions in a country where still 80% of payments are, are cash. And uh, I take care of uh, marketing, business development, uh, and investor relations.
0: Cool, thank you. And Kieran, welcome. Can you tell us a bit more about yourself and Trustly, please?
3: Great, thanks. Well, um, great to be here. Uh, my name is Kieran O'Malley, I'm the, the VP of Partnerships at Trustly. Um, for those who hadn't heard of Trustly, we are an online bank payment solution. Um, we sort of founded in, in Sweden. Uh, we're now on a, on a mission to deliver uh, an open banking network across the globe. Um, so today we are a strong presence in, in Europe uh, and we recently merged with a U.S. business which is uh, delivering that kind of transatlantic product. Um, so uh, Trustly, we to give you a bit of an overview, we service about um, 8,000 merchants, uh, again with that transatlantic reach. Uh, there's about 500 of us now, which is great to say. I joined uh, four and a half years ago. I was around employee 100, uh, wow. one of the first non-Swedish. Um, and now we have colleagues in, in Brazil, in North America, we have colleagues in Malta. Um, so it's, it's great to see the success and the growth. Uh, and we're sort of processing upwards of 150 million transactions a year um, and growth rates within sort of the, the 40 plus percent range. Um, so that gives you a little bit of a feel for Trustly. Uh, and as I say, the business is, is really focused now on, on delivering this global reach uh, and sort of become the next primary way to pay.
0: Cool. Thank you. And Jose, welcome. Can you share a bit more about what you're up to at Ppro?
1: Thanks, Megan. Yeah. My name is Jose Martinez, and um, I'm now uh, working for four years um, with Ppro. We started um, a couple of years ago to structure a bit more, let's say, the, the relationship between us and the payment schemes, because what we understood uh, is that, um, that local payment methods are the new the new standard payment methods, right? Yep. And this is this is why we are uh, very happy to have uh, Sati Spain, also Trustly, and 140 other payment methods connected to our platform globally. And as you know, uh, p birthplace is, is Europe, so we're quite strong here in the EMEA region, but don't forget we're a global partner. Um, myself and my team were, were managing uh, around 40-plus payment schemes at the moment. And what we can see is that uh, payment methods like Satispay and Trustly uh, will will impact the e-commerce and other also sometimes in-store uh, payment uh, methods significantly in the future. And therefore, uh, from a people perspective, I'm super happy to have Alberto and Kieran here.
0: Cool. Thank you, Jose. So, Alberto. Um, You know, we hear a lot about Curve um, coming out of the UK and and what they've been doing, you know, a wallet that consolidates uh, all your cards into one card with lots of perks and uh, different unique experiences. Um, Satis Pay is kind of the the anti-curve. Why do you think you have the advantage?
2: Yeah, I think uh, it all starts from... Uh, trying to solve uh, a problem or satisfy a need uh, and in our case is to make uh, uh, for consumers that will love to live without cash, a solution that is able to substitute cash, especially for those transactions in those countries where cash is, is king. So if you look into many European countries and two main examples are Italy and Germany, two of the main economy for GDP, you will see that about 80% of the number of transactions in brick and mortar shops is still cash. And it's related to cultural region, but it's more than anything related to the fact that the vast majority of brick and mortar shops are family owned businesses, small business that are, do not have probably the power to negotiate fees with banks as much as the large retailer, do not have the culture to understand the, co- the cost of cash. And so there's a big opportunity uh, in uh, substituting cash and everything was going into the direction of um, creating new user experience for cards. You can see with Alipay, um, which are doing something completely different on the, uh, on the east side of the globe, but looking in US, looking in UK, it's Apple Pay, Samsung Pay, Google Pay, PayPal, has always been a different user experience, mainly connected to credit card and the way you use credit card. And Curve is the epitome of that because we end up with a multiple card and they make it even simpler. So there's for sure room to improve the way we use card, but we believe there's even more room in uh, basically going where the card has never gone before. Uh, considering Italy, the average where is where we are the strongest uh, so far. We just entered into the German market and and uh, Luxembourg market as well. But we look at Italy, where the average transaction with debit card is forty five euros, with credit card is uh, close to sixty euros. Our average transaction in store is uh, thirteen euros, mm-hmm. and uh, this is the reason why in many regions. Uh, <coughs> SatisPay is used on average of 16 times a month, where the cards in the same places is used four times a month. Yeah. So the opportunity is uh, being the perfect payment instrument for small payments because those are the most frequent, and therefore it's a huge opportunity for us to become a real consumer behavior, which is what every product company wants to be, because then you have a very strong relationship with your customers and that are super engaged on your platform And we will use it to do more and more things over time.
0: Yeah, of course. And I mean, I think, you know, also looking to, you know, win over the hearts and minds of of the smaller merchants as well and and bring them into a a more digital ecosystem. Be their digital
2: Um, partner. Absolutely.
0: Of course, cool. Um, and Karen, I guess kind of a, a a similar question, but looking more kind of around cards and in points. So, you know, I know in some markets like the UK, Singapore, the US, um, consumers love their cards. You know cards equals points and discounts um you know i think in in singapore it's even the average consumer has five or six different credit cards and you know it's all strategic which merchants they're using them at um what's, what do you see as the incentive to use um an online banking payment method over one of these credit cards that gives you x amount of points
3: really good question and a question we hear a lot um the the key thing here is that the assumption underlying it is actually incorrect. So we've done a lot of research on this and customers don't necessarily want to use card. If we think about cards and we split it down, you have debit cards and credit cards. Okay. Now, some consumers want to have credit and credit is an active choice. But in a recent survey we did across 10,000 customers in, or consumers in Europe, we found that actually 71% of people wanted debit And as soon as you have debit preference, well, you can't have loyalty. Generally in Europe, in Europe anyway, you don't have loyalty baked into debit cards. So customers actually really want debit. And there are a small kind of outspoken group who are kind of points maximizers. In payments, you're always going to have plurality, right? You're always going to have some customers that want something. And maybe even the same person sometimes uses credit for one and debit for the other. But if you really drill down into then that 70%, why are they why are they doing it uh, and, and in the uk for example it's bang on 70 uh check my number 71 uh, percent. right so it's really strong in the uk the main reason why they want to use debit is because people are generally you know adverse to, to being in debt so 52 percent of our customers found actually ah, we just don't want to be in debt and a lot you know over 40 percent just don't want to have Uh, invoices or payments that they have to deal with in the future yeah so if we assume then pretty clear here that debit is is the main preference of payment method why do you need a card between a bank account your money comes directly into your bank account and we use cards today because cards in the past were the most convenient way of getting money off that bank account that's no longer the case so if i'm going to use a card i have to fill in my details and go through some kind of security now with um, psd 2 if i want to use open banking with Trustly, i just fingerprint and pay right so uh, if you then look at you mentioned apple pay and other things earlier you know those are complicated wrappers to get to a point where you have a fingerprint and pay experience why <laughs> uh, why have over engineered solutions why not just have a bank account that yeah. you can fingerprint in the account and make an instant debit payment So from that perspective, credit will always be there. It's a useful part of payment mix. uh, But I think we overestimate just how important it is versus debit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it totally makes sense. You know, why bring in an additional potential point of friction when you want to make the payment, when you can just, yeah, move directly from the the bank account. Jose, what are your thoughts?
1: I think this is a very, very um, valid statement because um, what we experience, uh, we're we're working with local payment schemes now for um, nearly 14 years. And um, what we can see is that they're trying to reinvent The structural way how to process a transaction. We have some, call it more the more mature or the old school payment methods, which are trying to reinvent the payment flow. For example, right to bring the the transaction away from the piece of plastic, more into the virtual area to take the piece of plastic and to offer a mobile based transaction on a device, for example, using a QR code. Um, And this is something what what really underlines that what Alberto and especially Karen says that people want to have a very comfortable uh, opportunity to pay things without a lot of hiccups, without a lot of thinking about is it, is it here available or is it there available? If you go to some Scandinavian countries, for example right a, a bank debit, bank transfer, but also mobile payments using a very easy flow of transactions is something so normal like like everything else and and I think this is exactly the way um, we, we have to we have to concentrate ourselves. This is the way how people want to pay, especially, let's say, the the, the, younger, the younger generation, the younger community.
0: Definitely. And um, so, Alberto, um, you know, status Pay seems to be on the path to a super app. Um, you know, what we're seeing in, in Southeast Asia with uh, WeChat Pay, Gojek, um, Paytm in India, Um Personally, I think it will be hard to get a super app in Europe or, you know, at at least a pan-European super app because, you know, I lived in the UK for some time. Now I'm living in in Germany and it's quite obvious that each country has um, different levels of digital maturity um, in terms of their non-financial services, which I think you know is a core part in, in creating that super app. So how do you think you could create a, a pan-European uh, super app?
2: Yeah, so the model is, is exactly that, uh, the, that one we, we have seen mainly happening uh, in the eastern part of, of the world. And the key is the fact that the most frequent transaction people uh, perform are the same all over Europe. So in-store payment, Mm -hmm. typically food-related transaction of small amount for breakfast, lunch, grocery, and splitting payment with with the friends and family. So peer-to-peer money transfer. On top of that, you have e-commerce, which thanks to a partner like p Pro you can really spread into all the main PSPs and uh, large e-commerce that are used all over Europe. So with some large retailer, strong in brick and mortar, some large e-commerce and peer-to-peer, plus the ability that we have proven we have to onboard hundreds of thousands of small merchants in in the brick and mortar world, the main feature of a super app are covered then what you need to do is to develop two or three custom services for each country, as we have done in Italy with the mobile top up because prepaid mobile credit is huge, as we've done in Italy with taxes, utility payments. Um, so I believe taxes, utility payments, and specific transactions that tend to be complicated, you have in each country. So the ability to become a super app is linked to the ability of creating a very simple user experience for slightly complicated transaction that the vast majority of the population does. And so I believe being a tech company focused on developing a product on the Eurozone, definitely UK is kind of a second priority now, also for regulatory reason. Uh, But I think there's uh, the opportunity to uh, really go for a European product by covering uh, the same main user experience on the most frequent transaction and adding what the population really needs. Staying true to being a software company that has the ability of customizing and deploying product really fast, much faster than, than local banks that kind of always failed into solving uh consumers' problems and making finance easy.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. And, um... So, Karen, I think, you know, we talked about the ubiquity of of Apple Pay, Google Pay, I think increasingly, you know, buy now, pay later products, um, Klarna also coming out of Sweden and, you know, all the the neo banks, the challenger banks are launching, you know, metal cards and, you know, all of these new digital products and services are are thought of, of, you know, quite sexy, Um, but, you know, some would say a basic online banking payment isn't um, so sexy sexy. What what do you say to
3: this? I'd say simplicity is sexy. Simplicity is is what we strive for in our lives, right? Um, Look, metal cards are a great idea. It's a fad. I have one sitting in my drawer and it's gathering dust, okay? Um, So look, they're nice ideas, okay? If you look at what makes Apple Pay and Google Pay great, it's really quite simple. It's the fact that you can pay with a fingerprint, you can pay with biometrics, and it just works in the back end. Sounds a lot like another product that we know quite well, right? Open banking with Trustly is a payment with fingerprint or a face ID. So, so where's the difference there? Well, I think one of the big challenges for, for those other providers, the card-based environment, right? The e-wallets on top of cards is that they're constrained by the 1950s setup of cards, which means that a refund can take one in, in very rare cases, but frequently up to five days to actually settle. So if we look at what customers want, they want a really easy way to pay on the checkout. And if they don't like the goods or the service, they want a really quick and easy way to get that money back into their bank account. Well, that's exactly what we deliver. So I think not only having a, a really simple way of making the payment, but delivering instant refunds solves a customer's pain point, makes it easier for them to shop online because they, they don't have their money sitting in the ether for five days. Actually, that is something that is really innovative, even if the underlying banking system is yeah the banking system is from the fourteen hundreds right but uh open banking and, and trustees' instant payouts is i would say more modern than e wallets uh, because the the technology has really been developed over the last five to ten years
0: jose what what are your thoughts? <laughs>
1: I think just I just can underline what, what Kieran is I think the, uh, the time is over where people has been proud about having a gold or a, let's say a, well, whatever color card in the pocket <laughs> like, yeah I think today it's about it's about sympathy right so and Apple pay can be something which is easy accessible because I always have everything in my hand using my mobile phone on the other side I think it's not about a specific let's say um, product or method it's about the how too easy to 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 work with this payment method and again coming coming back to the to the to the e-commerce situation, the reason why companies like PePR are um, existing is because we try to understand what what makes it easy at the end of the day right? And the idea was, of course credit cards they have a right they have let's say a position in the market and in the industry. But the fact that, again, let me repeat myself: having one hundred forty plus payment methods in the portfolio seems to be reasonable because because people wants to use a more convenient way of paying mm-hmm. things. However, it is, that I think. I think this is this is a question people need to to, to discuss and mm-hmm. and to think about how easy is the payment method? Is it necessary to keep in mind my sixteen digit credit card number, or can I just use whatever a login which is basically maybe my email address and, and a five digit number, right? So I think the the, the 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 easy way to buy or using a fingerprint or using whatever it is in order to make business and shopping easier, I think this is this is key. And uh, with uh, Trustly and with Satispay, I think we have two partners who are exactly doing this.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like, I think back to that, the slogan that campaign for mastercard in the 90s like for everything else there's mastercard um, i think it's maybe subconsciously like ingrained in the back of our head you know to to use cards like as you know we've been discussing kind of the the cards have been there for for ages but i mean how how do you bring customers away from that that card mindset in terms of you know breaking that habit and, and informing them that there are more convenient, safer um, ways to pay.
3: I mean, if I take it from a, a trustee perspective, um, you know, I think two things from that Mastercard setup. The first is that having broad reach is key. And this is where, where trustees focus on breadth and um, you, you need to be able to accept a payment method. In, uh, we think probably at least 85 to ninety percent of customers need to be able to use the payment method in country. The second part of that breadth is that if you need each customer to kind of individually register or download an app, you have a friction point which makes it very hard to hit that 85 to 90 percent. Um, and that's why for us, you know the fact that you just need a bank account and, and the service will work is, is pretty important in terms of moving the the inbuilt um should we say the bias towards card that in some countries is still there not prevalent everywhere we think that at least 48 percent of europeans prefer some kind of alternative um but still cards are a a frequent way to pay you need a payment method that's going to invest Uh, i think that's the clear thing so trustly we invest a lot in co-opting so if a merchant wants to go live with trustly they see all the benefits from it we will support them with co-marketing to educate through emails and incentivize through offers, prize draws and the like. You really need that. Um, and then once the customer, they they understand, they've had an incentive, they try, they stick. Um, but it's not easy. You can't just put a payment method at the bottom of a checkout and expect that customers will um, all of a sudden sort of flock, flock towards it. Um, it takes a lot of investment, but mm. that's what we're here for.
0: Yep.
2: On my side uh, and from my experience in Satisfay, what I, what I really see happening is uh, being able to cover frequent transactions and starting from where cards are not used, uh, or so where you have a lot of uh, cash being used, that really creates uh, an opportunity to not go directly against. At the beginning, create a behavior, again, transaction frequency. And then as soon as a uh, consumer starts seeing uh, that with the same payment instrument he uses to split bills with friends or paying uh, coffee in the morning and can do other transaction, then you start uh, to uh, substitute cards as well. Um, so there's, first of all, the big opportunity in many countries of substituting cash. Second, uh, there are many cases where people have multiple cards because every single card is a limit. There's a card you're not confident using internationally. The cards expire, and every time you need to reconnect, uh, uh, Spotify, Netflix, uh, utilities, uh, while with the bank account typically stays the same for many, many years. And so everything directly connected with the bank account that avoids uh, that limitation that comes from being an instrument of the '50s. And then finally, the the super app concept in our in our case. So you don't have uh, on the mobile banking app or on the app, uh, connected to your card, the ability to pay for bill payments, taxes, and what I was saying before, solution for your everyday life to make your everyday life easier. And finally, I have to say the same that Claren said, so merchants, in our cases, merchants are on our side, they see advantages, and it's an opportunity to do co-marketing and benefit from the visibility that hundreds of thousands of merchants give us in connecting to consumers and establishing a strong relationship that finally drives them or a big part of the transaction out of cards into new payment rates. Cool.
0: And I guess thinking about, you know, where, you know, status and trustee, the, the grounds you've made um, so far, where do you see the future opportunities? Where's the next uh, route to disruption from, from your respective perspectives?
3: I, I think from, from Trustly's um, perspective, you know, obviously the, the business is very big already, right? Like we are processing a lot of transactions across Europe and, and in the U.S., Uh, But in the grand scheme of things, we're only just getting started. So we have a lot of high functioning products in in countries like the the DAC region. We have high functioning products in the UK, which is just starting in in the market. Um, So we're in that really early stage of merchants waking up to uh, this is a high value product. This is something that can improve our, our payments mix in the UK. But you need to get past that. You need to get to a stage where it's then available for the um, sort of positive flywheel of consumer adoption to happen. So, look, for us, the UK is a huge growth market, um, and then our US proposition, uh, you know, is growing at hundreds of percent per month, which is quite um, staggering, uh, and we're only barely sort of scratching the surface there. So, I think from a uh, expanding into the market that we serve, and again, we're trusted. We're in this interesting situation because if you have a bank account you can pay with us so we don't have the normal economies of having to get customers to download an app and register it can just sort of exponentially grow um if we take a real step back and look at you know larger trends here clearly we're expanding into the e-commerce sector and the e-commerce sector is expanding into what is now omnichannel Mm -hmm. so it's more and more of our transactions that are in the sort of were traditionally through a POS or something similar are moving into uh, an e-commerce environment we'll say qr codes or you know buy online and collect in store or all of these different channels all of a sudden our addressable market is just increasing and increasing and increasing so you know from our perspective it's very exciting because the business has done very well there's a lot of customers that are very happy with us we have 8000 merchants yeah. and we're just sort of you know touching the opportunity we're not really i would say we're less than 5% into what we could be
2: yeah, I think the team is the same for for Satispay. So obviously we we are happy with 160,000 merchants, uh, but it's just the beginning. We've just proven in some Italian region we can have a massive share of the population using us on a daily basis. And it's just what we needed as a proof to uh, go big and go European. So next uh, 18 months is... Uh, establish a stronger rhythm in internationalization while keep growing like crazy on the Italian market and uh, keep accelerating our expansion and keep uh, working in order to be everywhere and you will start seeing Satispay in more and more checkouts, also online but also uh, moving from being a wallet to being a network. So some, yeah. some wallets will, will see Visa, MasterCard uh, and Satispay as a way to, uh, as an instrument to be connected exactly like uh, the old networks. And so it's about being everywhere and being focused on growing and growing to get uh, a big part of the population on board and consolidate the, the super app philosophy on a European scale. Uh, it's not something that happens in two years. It's more like... a ten year plan uh, but we're having fun and we will keep
1: working hard and having fun for many years to come super yeah th- again, again i think i just can underline what, what what you guys have said what I what i was thinking about when you asked the question megan how can we convince cardholders, for example i think Okay, it's that's that's a fair and valid question. But on the other side, I think we have to remind that there are so many other people who are not familiar to using cards, for example. Yes. So they, they are they are banked, they don't have cards because for them it's not desirable to have a credit card, for example, right? That's not what I'm not saying is that credit cards are bad and the rest is good. What I'm saying is that a lot of young people, they're not caught disciples of course right they don't, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't see a, let's say a reason to to make the step they want to use the existing easier methods and maybe this is my statement to that to that what alberto and and kieran said on the other side i think i think especially talking about um, going international uh, i think that there could be there could be challenges of course right I, what what i can in the meantime of course, says that in the EMEA region, let's say from a currency perspective, from a taxation perspective, it might be considerably easy compared to other areas like in Asia Pacific or even Latin America, right? I think this is this might something this might be something what what needs to be considered as a very very valid point in order to understand the regulations, the the, the risk and compliance issues which companies, payment methods, merchants, and payment service provider has to consider as, as, as a fact and, uh, and in this context, let me be proud to say that um, uh, we know the heat, yeah. we know where the fire is burning and the companies like PIPRO, for example, can, can take a lot of this, let's say, problems on their shoulders in order to, to offer guidance and to offer consultancy.
0: Yep, definitely. I mean, what are some of the other barriers, Alberto and, and Karen, from your perspective?
3: Barriers to adoption, it's an interesting one. I think it's, um, from our side, we don't really see that many barriers as such for our, our products. I mean, I guess that sort of sounds a little bit um, uh, bullish, but it is true. I think it's a it's a time thing and about building the flywheel. Um, sometimes the biggest barriers to getting a payment method to really take off is, is getting the right people in uh, and, and the business as opposed to the underlying product. Um, you know, to, to the point that was being made before about uh, how do you get people to move across, and I go back to this research that we did at the end of last year, we found 79% of Brits would try a different payment method if they were given faster refunds with that payment method. That's pretty huge. It tells you, okay, if you make a clear statement on a checkout that a product like Trustly is going to give you an instant refund, people will click on it. Um, So I think from that perspective, there is plenty of room for scale. Uh, if you're trying to deliver something like open banking without a provider like ppro or like trustee sort of supporting it is quite tricky because of all of those reasons reasons that jose was talking about um you know if you're if you're trying to build local accounts, you're trying to reconcile across different um geographies and, and currencies that is really tricky um, and we know it's tricky because we have a lot of people who work on it um, so i think if you're looking to build open banking yourself, then yes, there's a lot of investment needed. If you want to sort of get the benefits without the pain, uh, there are providers like ourselves who who can deliver that through PIPRA.
0: Gotcha, thank you.
2: In terms of barriers, um, I think there are, especially if if we look at Europe, there are countries with older and older average population. And so, uh, and a certain behavior that are harder to be, uh, to change uh, with age and with comfort. So if you look into developing countries with uh, more need to simplify their life uh, because their life is much more complicated than, than in the main European countries and a younger population, I think looking there, you see what is going to happen in, the, in Europe and in the Western world in general. Um, yeah, so barrier to adoption or behavior and an older population. Uh, so I think uh, it's kind of a disadvantage for uh, how some digital fintech product can grow, uh, but it's an advantage because you can actually see what is already happened elsewhere and predict what is going to happen here. And with the pandemic, we saw an acceleration uh, even in older in older people because technology, even in the finance space, thanks to companies like ours and Trustly and P Pro is really a solution to simplify uh, finance. Mm -hmm. And also older people uh, that used to say, okay, cash is better because I can control it and I see it, they finally realize that is the most uh, inconvenient and complicated payment method
0: to be used. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. That was, uh, yeah, uh, I think an interesting discussion about kind of the importance, the potential and and the convenience around these more alternative um, payment methods. So you know, we talked about um, you know why open banking and online banking transactions and and wallets um, are a preferred method for customers. Um, how to create the super app? Why metal cards aren't actually so sexy. The importance of simplicity, and you know, there's there's some huge opportunities. I think, um, yeah, we're all in agreement that um, we're just kind of just kicking things off in terms of finding that hyper convenient and you know, truly customer centric way to do things in um, the payment world. So, Alberto, Kieran, and Jose, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, and to our listeners, thanks so much for listening to us over at Payments Radio.